You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Friday fire, guys. We have a couple lined up that I'm pretty excited about. Um, And I think this one in particular is very common um, because women are emotional beings and we get frustrated sometimes. Are we, though? (laughs) I like to think we're we're not that emotional. We're very emotional. Oh, my gosh. So, like, here's the thing. Oftentimes we see women enter a weight loss journey, right? Or a health journey because they're frustrated. Like how many times have you been like, that's it. I don't like how my clothes are fitting. Or you come home from vacation, you feel bloated. Like it's extremely common for this to be an emotionally driven thing versus like a a health. Like I just want to be healthier, Mm -hmm. which is a problem. And this is why we force things. So like, have you ever found yourself in a situation where something isn't work ho- working how it should work. And I'm not talking like nutrition fitness. I think of, for my example, like I have my air fryer has a bin that goes into like the holder and then it slides into the air fryer. So I've used my air fryer probably 8 million times. Like I use it daily, if not sometimes multiple times a day because I love it so much. So obviously it's like a little worn and it this this bin does not fit great into the holder anymore. And it it doesn't slide in super well and it gets jammed a lot of times. Um, and so, you know, being a typical female, I get a little upset about it sometimes. My fuse is a little short and I like try and force it when in reality, if I would just, you know, calm down, slow down, not try to just push it harder and jam it even more into this thing, like being patient, using a little TLC, the thing would, the thing works just fine. Like it's, there's nothing wrong with it, (laughs) but I get frustrated and then I'm like, I have to try harder. I have to put more force into this and it never solves the problem. Like just sometimes we need to take a step back. And so we wanted to talk about how we see this correlate a lot with women's journeys Mm -hmm. and weight loss. Yes. That's just reminding me of my coffee maker because when it says like empty the grounds or empty tray happens all the time. And I'm like, I'm putting it back together the same way. (laughs) I don't understand why this thing is like getting jammed and not going in. So I usually actually have to walk away and just be Mm -hmm. like, step away yeah. from this Get frustrated let's take a little bit of a a space break here mm-hmm. and then come back to it and usually it goes right in the next mm-hmm. time so yep. but this is the thing that we're talking about in terms of like body composition change okay so like you start from that place of frustration and you feel like you're upset with yourself you beat yourself up maybe mentally how did i let myself get here how did i let myself get back to this place and you're beating yourself up you're lacking confidence and so therefore you want to push harder to go faster, right? Then things are intended to go. Like your body can only take so much. And so again, when we come from this place of, you know, hatred for ourselves, we get frustrated and we're wondering like, why isn't this working the way that it used to? Like I did keto once before and five pounds fell off week over week. And now it's like, one pound or two pounds, or maybe you're not even losing any weight, right? Why can't I just do my normal program that I've done in the past, whether that's Weight Watchers or counting calories or macros or whatever that is, why don't these things work the the way that they used to? And so this is where we typically see 
you know, women go wrong in a couple of areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the number one thing here is these extreme dieting methods, right? Because we aren't where we want to be yet. And so we often think that if we do something really extreme, it's going to help us get there faster, right? Oh, yeah. And it's going to fix us faster and it's going to solve all of our problems. And once we get that weight off, everything is going to be fixed. But here's the thing. If we don't work on our mindset and we don't take care of, you know, the relationship we have with ourselves, that inner voice and how you talk to yourself every day, even if you get to that number on the scale, fast or slow, and you don't work on those things, it's not going to stick. Yeah. This is something that like, I've actually been already giving myself pep talks about for postpartum because I know how hard postpartum is. Like in the first go around, no fucking clue. No one told me. Everyone prepares you for pregnancy and birth. No one tells you that when you go home, you're going to cry for three weeks straight every day for no reason and like have night sweats and all of these crazy things. And sure, not everyone's postpartum is that way. But like for me, postpartum was really hard and I truly didn't start feeling kind of like by my, like myself again until about 10 to 12 months postpartum. Um, and so I've already been giving myself pep talks. I'm not saying they're going to work come the moment, but I've already been like, Becca, remember, this took time last time. You need to be patient with what's going on. Now you're going to have two children, not one. Like it's, it's going to be okay. But here's the thing, guys. We also have to understand that when we do these things, nothing comes without consequence. Like mm-hmm. it's not just, oh, I'm going to cut, cut to 800 calories and lose weight and then everything will be fine. And even if it doesn't work, you know, nothing will go wrong, like, right? But things like keto or extreme low carb or removal of entire food groups or like more common, extremely low calorie, you know, like the 800 to 1000 calories a day. When we do these things, if you've been listening to us for a while, you know, you might see some initial weight loss. Like you might even see rapid weight loss. Isn't that what you're doing it for? You're doing this super extreme thing. So you see, you know, eight pounds the first week and then you're like, wow, this is going to get me there super fast. And then, you know, it's usually water weight, which is fine. Like we still feel better, bloat's gone, stuff like that. But when we do these for long time periods, well, the body adapts and it adapts negatively. And sometimes it can adapt negatively permanently. So we're going to talk about that in another podcast. I'm not going to dive too deep into that. But we know if you've been listening, our metabolism slows down. Okay, it becomes more efficient to keep up with the level of energy that needs to be given to things like our brain and our organs and all of these things that need function and need calories to function. It's not going to worry about fat burning after a while. Our thyroid, which is a very sensitive, very fragile system that gets impacted very easily, will start to kind of get thrown off we can end up with long-term issues that are triggered too by these extremely Mm -hmm. low calorie intakes, guys. Like I don't want to be like a fear monger. That's we really try not to do that, but I see people trigger autoimmune conditions with extreme diets Mm -hmm. a lot with postpartum, a lot with the stress, a lot because we try to go too far too fast and the body is susceptible for whatever reason. A lot of times with people with autoimmunes, it's genetic to an extent. Um, And we end up in this place where, now what what we've done trying to get there faster in a way is somewhat unreversible for some people. Yep. And we also see this happen when we're extreme dieting and doing extreme exercise. So that's the second thing here is where, you know, exercise, it's a love-hate relationship. I don't even think it's hate, but it's a fine balance that you need to find for yourself mm-hmm. because although exercise is extremely beneficial for so many different things, it can also get really dangerous, right? When we're overtraining and under recovering because it's just too much stress on the body. And then you pair that with undernourishment and you just wreak havoc on the body. I mean, you're just running off of adrenaline and cortisol, right? And so we get it, 
from one sense, because for people out there who are doing these high intensity, you know, training classes and they're going in and they're spinning their ass off and they're doing all of these different intense workouts. And so they feel like they're doing something because they're working mm-hmm. really hard. Right. And so you want to lose 10 pounds or 15 pounds by vacation or within the next six weeks. So what you're going to do now, instead of just doing your normal routine of four to five days a week is bump up to six to seven days a week. And for some people you might get a little wild and do two days uh, or two a days, you know? And so this is the thing there. We have to recognize that too much exercise is a huge stress to the body. And so, you know, just remember that exercise is a stressor. You push your muscles harder, right? You push them harder than they've been pushed in a typical day. You go out longer, you know, for endurance runs, or you're trying to lift heavier and heavier, and you just push yourself to these limits, but you're undernourishing your body and therefore under recovering. And so this is one thing that we have to find that balance for people. We have to have that education. How do we fuel for these workouts? And then how do we fuel for the recovery of those workouts? Because we're not doing that we're just going to run our adrenals into the ground as well as many other, you know, hormonal systems in the body. So yeah, for sure. I mean, you guys stress, stress on the body is good to an extent, especially Mm -hmm. exercise stress. Like, it causes autophagy, it causes cellular turnover, it causes new cells to be formed. This is all a good thing. But when it's too much, cortisol spikes. And when it's too much too consistently, cortisol stays spiked, okay? And this spike happens to get stored glucose out of your bloodstream for the cells to use up, the muscles. Your muscles want to use this blood glucose to grow and to get bigger and stronger. When you exercise within your body's limits, within what is normal for the body, what is manageable for the body, and your stress response, exercise is great. Like we promote it for all of our clients. You should resistant train if you are a female, if you want to maintain a healthy body composition for life, okay? But when the blood sugar is used up and cortisol quickly returns to normal once the workout is done, then we're in a good place, okay? However, when you push yourself too hard, too often, for long periods of time, don't allow stress to come down because let's be honest, most of us live a high stress life. So we never really allow stress to come down. Cortisol stays high for a lot longer. Your muscles can only use up so much glucose. So some of this excess glucose actually gets shuttled back to fat cells for storage. And the interesting part here is that cortisol pulls stored glucose from the liver and the muscles first, okay, which is then stored as fat later got that so like too much stress exercise other stressors can actually increase your fat storage supplies because we are essentially pulling all of this stored glucose because stress is so high all the time but if your liver and your muscles are full well guess where it goes it goes to fat and so this is where we run into a problem with too much stress even if it's from exercise Mm -hmm. guys if you are not allowing for recovery if you are not allowing your body to manage that extra exercise you will store more fat. Yep. And it's ass backwards from what everyone thinks, right? Because they think that I'm going to eat less, I'm going to move more because calories in, calories out. But again, at some point in time, we cross that line and it's too Mm -hmm. much for the body. And so the body's going to backfire and it's going to do what it needs to do, which is a blessing, you know, to keep you alive and to keep you functioning. But you see it as a curse. I think of like professional athletes. Mm -hmm. There's a reason professional athletes do nothing else Mm -hmm. except for train. 
because they need the the time to recover to be able to give their body what it needs to recover and push harder the next time like that's why there's off seasons i was gonna that say. is why there is time for the body to allow stress to decompress because otherwise these people i mean they already have a short lifespan in the nfl the nba like it's like what eight mm-hmm. to ten years depending on the sport if that and so we have to understand guys like <laughs> these things we cannot just run the body into the ground and expect to look like the fitness model on Instagram. Like Mm -hmm. I promise you that person spends a lot of time on recovery on all these things. And you know, who knows, maybe they're dehydrated. Maybe they're dealing with health issues. Like we need to be realistic with what we're doing and not just be influenced by our emotion. Yep. And I think that brings us to another thing that I want to touch on. And that is stop trying to force this body positivity, self love confidence, you know, loving yourself, mentality if you will like the the diet culture now it's like either you have this whole um extreme dieting or health at every size and loving your body that way and here's the thing is one thing that i always come back to in times where i feel that i'm not at my best or i think back to before i started my journey how mean i was i was like a mean girl to myself you know and if you had told me then like you're going to get to a place where you're really confident and you're happy i would have told you that you were a liar. Like that wasn't going to be possible. Um, Because at that point in time, I didn't truly believe that I deserved to get to this place where I am happy and I do love my body and I appreciate my body. And so along the way, like, again, we've talked about this before in terms of like the body positivity movement um, and how you have to like, you know, love yourself at every size. Um, But we can't force ourselves to love ourselves or wish it into existence. We actually have to work on it every single day. Mm -hmm. And so what can that look like for you? Because we know a lot of women out there, we ask them like, what do you like about yourself? What do you like about your body? And they're like, well, nothing right now, you know? So what can we do to start working towards appreciating ourselves? And I think that is, you know, for me, what I found helpful was I started writing down the capabilities that I was thankful for. And eventually that turned into liking other parts of myself, whether it was, you know, showing up in the gym or that I was lifting heavier and I was feeling stronger. Um, you know, eventually I got to a place where I was like, I could see the body composition changes and I started to love my body even more. But until I loved the physical appearance or got to a place where I was satisfied with physical appearance, I focused on appreciating the capabilities and just being thankful for that. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, like, like you said, I think we need to start somewhere with like with neutral statements. Cause I think a lot of times we, we are somewhat in denial, like mm-hmm. this can't be where I'm at. And like, it, it just turns into more frustration. Like, I'm not accepting that my body is this way. I'm not accept like, and we, it's kind of like the states of uh, denial and grief and, and being able to kind of just accept, okay, here's the thing. This is where I'm at. I'm not happy here, but I'm going to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Like that neutral statement to be able to tell yourself, okay, not happy, but not being happy isn't going to do anything about it. Like me being more angry and more frustrated isn't going to change anything. And to be honest, guys, the opposite is true. You telling yourself that you love your body no matter what, like it's not going to change the internal that you're unhappy with how you look or how you feel or your relationship or whatever situation it is that you're unhappy with in life. Like we need to be able to take a neutral stance and accept where we're at to be able to move forward to take those next steps forward. And so if you are in a place right now where you're extremely unhappy and it feels like you're so far from where you want to be, it can be overwhelming and we get that. But the first step is just accepting that I am here 
I am not anywhere else, nor can I be anywhere else because I'm here. Like this is where my body is right now, but I'm going to start doing something about it to start making strides forward. And those strides forward is what builds the confidence, the choices to show up for yourself, the choices to eat the healthier foods, the choices to go grocery shopping when you don't want to, or say you don't have time, the choices to wake up and work out when, you know, it maybe is the last thing you want to do because you just want to stay in your cozy bed. Like those are the choices that make this change happen and make the confidence start to build. But at the end of the day, we cannot force body positivity. Like I've talked to many people that have followed the body positivity um, concept and tried to like wish that into um, existence. doesn't work. Like I, I can promise you it doesn't work. And so here's the thing. I'm all about body positivity. I'm all about you don't have to weigh 120 pounds to be healthy and love your body, but you need to accept where you're at and maybe the health struggles you're having or the mindset struggles that you're having to be able to move forward and along the way, love yourself for the changes that you're choosing to make. Not because you're where you're at yet. That's fine. Maybe you aren't. That is okay. But you're working towards it. And that is what you love about yourself, showing up for yourself. Because I promise you, if you never show up for the commitments you make for yourself, loving yourself is going to be pretty much near impossible because you don't see yourself worthy enough to do it. Mm -hmm. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Thank you all so much for being here. If you've enjoyed this podcast, the best thing that you could do for us as a gift to us would be to take a screenshot and share it on Instagram, tag us, share it on Facebook, whatever platform that you listen, or just tell a friend, invite a friend to listen to this podcast. Um, The more that you can kind of share with word of mouth, the more people that we can touch throughout the world. Five-star reading and review on iTunes as this helps us grow and reach others. So if you have any questions, feel free to shoot us a DM or an email and we will talk to you soon. Have a great day.